0: Good morning, you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine, and this is Get the Funk Out. That was with the Shelters with Rebel Heart. Kicking off today's show, it's Monday, June 25th. Hope your summer is off to a great start. Kicking off today's show is filmmaker and chairman of the Dean's Arts Council of the UCI Claire Trevor School of the Arts, Ivan Williams. Good morning, Ivan.
1: Good morning, Janine.
0: Thank you for calling in. I always love having you on the show.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me back on.
0: Well, you're up to some very exciting things for your summer, so what do you have going on?
1: Well, uh, since we last spoke, um, I've moved on to a number of different projects, and um, one of the projects uh, near and dear to me is the Kim Swims documentary. Um, And Kim Swims is a documentary I saw back at the uh, uh, Annapolis Film Festival in March, And uh, it's a story about uh, a woman who ends up uh, injuring herself going to work one day and ends up, through her recovery process um, and therapy, she goes from basically being an amateur poor swimmer to one of the top ocean marathon swimmers in the world.
0: Whoa.
1: And, uh, yeah, it's an incredible story, uh, an incredible story of overcoming A very difficult situation, and and really it's more than just an athletic story. It's the inspirational story of a person, in this case Kimberly Chambers, who um, sets in her mind the decision that she really wants to recover in in the most bold manner possible, and so she takes it upon herself to go from swimming in a neighborhood pool to then swimming across the seven most difficult channels in the world.
0: Unbelievable. Okay, I've got to have her on my show.
1: Yeah, Kimberly, she's up um, and uh, she works up in the San Francisco Bay Area, and she is an Adobe uh, data analytics type of person, but she's now being asked to do TED Talks and speak at the United Nations. Oh, she's very active in the community. Uh, she's an incredible person. And then you layer on top of this film about Kimberly Chambers, uh, which really then focuses on her amazing first woman ever accomplishment of swimming from the Farallon Islands to the San Francisco Bay which is a 30 mile open ocean swim through not only high 50 degree water but shark infested waters oh
0: man. no thanks <laughs> a minor
1: minor challenge <laughs> yes and the film the film was uh, actually created by a first time filmmaker named uh, Kate Weber um, first-time filmmaker who had many years as a still high-end still photographer for weddings and art galleries, and she decided she wanted to move into the moving image. And she said, let's tackle this when she met this Kimberly Chambers at her swimming club in uh, San Francisco. So
0: what the story. rest is
1: there, and now it's been in 12 film festivals uh, around the United States, and we're inking the distribution deal as we speak.
0: Unbelievable. I mean, those kind of stories just grab you.
1: Oh, I, I literally had no idea about the movie until I saw it at the uh, Annapolis Film Festival. And when I went in there, I, there were many people with tears in their eyes in the movie. It was, I just I had to meet the film uh, director, and Kimberly Chambers was there. And, and from there on, they then invited me to come on board their project with them. And I you, I wouldn't hesitate. So Fantastic. we're off to the races.
0: Well, I'd love to uh, follow up with you after. Maybe she'd like to call into the show. It would be great.
1: Oh, I, I certainly, you know, the, the little bit of the, uh, a little bit of a, a little bit of a, not a great story, because recently, last uh, couple months, she, mm-hmm. um, Kimberly Chambers ended up coming down, being diagnosed with, I think it's called Julian Barr's disease. What
0: is and that? I've heard of she,
1: that. Yeah, it's, um, it's a bizarre. This is a woman in her 30s, and she's a healthy woman, um, she lost the ability to walk. I mean, it's a oh. neurological, I believe, disease. I'm, I'm guessing. That's I'm not a medical doctor, but she couldn't walk, and now she's in, she's going through therapy to relearn her walk. This has actually happened the second time, I believe, in her life.
0: Oh, that's so. Awful.
1: She, uh, but she takes it on. Everything she takes on with un, unrelentless determination. Mm-hmm. She goes. I'm going to overcome this again. I'm not going to just you know again crawl in the corner. I'm just going to tackle this yeah. head on and make it and make it a successful journey, just like her seven ocean swims around the world.
0: Oh, my gosh. I feel like a lazy slob.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know. When, so I don't think that your response, her response from going to the pool to when a friend asked her to jump in San Francisco Bay was, when she jumped in San Francisco Bay, she goes, that was the most exhilarating, exciting thing I've done in my life. And I said, that, that probably wouldn't have been my response. <laughs>
0: of course. I know. I'd be freaking out all the sharks and everything. <laughs> way. Oh, that's bravery right there and determination. So let's switch gears. Um I do voiceover. I don't know if you n- knew that, but I always love hearing about different animated features. How'd you get involved in the Artvark and the Ark?
1: Oh, the Artvark and the Ark. That was uh, that's actually been a I don't know, almost four year journey at this point. If you've ever been involved with animation mm-hmm. movies. Um, it's extremely long process. It's a little, a tons of work. So, really, uh, through my uh, earlier work on another film, Big Stone Gap, um, and a relationship I developed. Again, frankly, in Hollywood, sometimes relationships get developed at a at a social gathering at a in a hotel or whatever, and you meet someone and someone introduces you. The next thing, you engage in a couple rounds of conversation over coffee or lunch. Mm-hmm. And the next thing, we're on Aardvark and the Ark, <laughs> And this is a Unified Pictures uh, production out of um, in Northridge. And it's an independent film uh, production company. But Ness, I came on board as the, uh, what they call in this title a, a producing executive in essence, talking about uh, merchandising deals and whatnot. I love the story because it's, you know, about the, the animal perspective of the, the perennial Noah's Ark story. Oh. So in this case, the, the aardvark, called the Lonely Aardvark, has to uh, kind of step into the hero's seat and kind of be the savior of the day. But, um, you know, again, it's a story that everyone knows. Um, Interestingly enough, the Chinese, uh, we have huge Chinese investors that got behind it because they literally love the story. So we're we're in the final year of production on an and animation, you know, production is all the uh, graphic designers and uh, oh, yeah. uh, animators <laughs>
0: nice. cranking
1: 30 screens at a time and
0: yes. come, making those
1: characters come to life. And and our lead voiceover actor is Miles Teller. Oh, and great. We have Yes, we have Aubrey Plaza, we have uh, Jenny Slate, we have Craig Robinson, and uh, just a, an incredible cast that, that are the voiceover characters. Well, when you and get... hopefully next year we'll be, we'll be, it'd be hitting, the, hitting the screen someplace.
0: Well, let me know when you get a trailer, and I'll post it on the blog.
1: I sure will, I sure will. That would
0: be great. So, um, and you're busy here at UCI. Tell me about how you got involved, yeah. yeah, with the foundation and everything. <laughs>
1: Well, you know, um, I just have this passion for higher education, and at this point in my life, I want to be able to give back something. And so UC Irvine created a, an incredible on ramp for me to do that. And given my uh, focus now on filmmaking, uh, a relationship has developed with the Claire Trevor School of the Arts um, that ended up leading me to being named a trustee of the university uh, a couple of months ago.
0: Fantastic. But Congratulations.
1: Yes. The, the, the beauty of it, the Clare Trevor the School of the Arts has, has, has a very distinguished um, you know, uh, history and legacy, but one of the areas that hasn't, have, hasn't had a lot uh, going on is the filmmaking area. So it was a perfect marriage what they want to do and what their vision for the future, Dr. Stephen Barker, the dean, mm-hmm. wants to do is, is really do something amazing and something no other university has done. And so we're, we're right now in the beginning phases of developing, a program, and not only a film program, but a broader set of emerging media programs around the Clare Trevor School of the Arts that when we get a future opportunity to speak, we can tell you more about it, but we're in the very early phases of it, but it's an opportunity to kind of blow the blow the house down, as I call it, with university arts education, as well as the development of the, the moving image education. I'll, I'll broaden it to the moving image.
0: Okay. Makes perfect and makes perfect sense, by the way, because this is an outstanding university. I mean, I've been at the station over ten years, and I've interviewed different people, deans, and staff, and it's unbelievable what goes on here.
1: Yeah, the the, the, the very one of the incredibly unique aspects of UC Irvine, which I've found, is the cross disciplinary uh, engagement across groups of people you would normally not think of the art, the arts with the School of Biological Sciences, the School of Law with the school of, with the art school. Mm-hmm. Just amazing. We, we have people here that really have open minds about utilizing knowledge and the academic research in completely untraditional ways. And so that's the exciting part of being, a, I think, a, a young university, a young compared to some that are the 250 year old universities.
0: Well, as far as a perspective from a student, I mean, I know when I was doing my undergrad, I did it at Syracuse. I I was able to design my own major, and I was in the School of Newhouse and Education. And I think when you open it up, so you're not just in one school, and you're you're able to take an in another program, you become so much more diverse and well educated.
1: Exactly. I mean, um, you, you get gain this perspectives that you would have never thought. For example, one of the the people I'm working with, uh, Tim Kushani, was uh, working with the uh, in information computer science group in, in a, a experimental program with the Claire Trevor School of the Arts students. And we're talking Ph.D. computer science students on a team, same team with a bachelor's degree drama student. And they're working on using virtual reality um, and augmented reality technologies to produce innovative products or innovative uh, experiences for the theater goer, the Broadway musical theater uh, uh, audience. Exciting. It's incredible. I mean, it, yes. it's amazing. People, the, the the computer science student had nothing, no knowledge of the theater world and the drama student had nothing uh, or no awareness of what was going on ICS mm-hmm. world. And they're just coming up with amazing things in this two-quarter experimental course that Tim kashani has been a uh, key, key participant in.
0: But it complements one another when you think about it.
1: Ex- exactly. Why not? The world we live in is, how do we take that Live theater experience and, and take it up a notch by not only immersing people in a virtual reality world, potentially like as they go into the lobby of the theater and maybe get a sampling of different perspectives, perspectives of the actors that gonna, they're going to see on stage. Or the other side is building the virtual set design without building the, hard, the actual hardware $10,000 to $50,000 models. And so the director and set production people can walk around a virtual set design before any hammer is nailed in the wall.
0: Well, I also love what goes on here is the Artistic Brain Initiative, which we talked about.
1: Mm, Exactly. Yeah, the Artistic Brain, the Center of Neurobiology, Learning and Memory, headed up by Dr. Michael Yaza. Mm -hmm. He's engaged now with me, as well as one of the lecturers in the Fair Traverse School of the Arts to tap deep into the use of neurosciences in the application of of actors' performance. That's kind of a, a two areas that you would normally not think would mesh up together. But it really is amazing where the experimental course that was taught earlier uh, this year by uh, David Efrig um, just showed an amazing ability to use the current thoughts and science of neuroscience to get deeper into character. I believe you've had David on your show. In I fact.
0: did. I did. He was great. He was fantastic yeah. so
1: we're we're now getting our Michael Yaz has gotten uh, uh, the approval from the um, um, Provost office to turn into an academic initiative so that's quite exciting that's, mm-hmm. that's something that's just recently happened
0: now you have a really interesting backstory because filmmaking and all this Hollywood stuff was not your original focus
1: no absolutely not <laughs> Um I'm uh, my undergraduate degree was in chemical engineering, and I was became a oil company engineer for Arco and then BP, and then became a business leader for for those for those companies. Uh, but I had the opportunity to retire early from BP, and they gave me the what I call the seed capital to mm-hmm. now tap into that life that ambition I had back in high school, turning those those high school film Super Eight. Movies into now something real, and that's what my wife and I ended up doing seven years ago, and we may have a huge stake in a uh, independent film studio on the in Hollywood there at the uh, Jim Henson lot. So the Charlie Chaplin Studios is our next door neighbors.
0: I've been there. I love that place.
1: Yeah, who can miss Kermit the Frog over the gate, right? Oh, I
0: know. <laughs> Isn't it so interesting how the things that interest you years ago sometimes it comes full circle I mean if and if you really pay attention and you have the time and the energy I mean you could have just been retired and hitting a golf you know golf ball somewhere I mean to me that would be boring when you have that kind of level of interest and passion
1: no you're exactly right and and thank goodness for me I'm not much of a golfer so that's that gave me the on ramp to say, uh, let's do something different, and I think I have a few more chapters in my book to play out in this life. And it's, I just feel so fortunate that between my, our Hollywood activities and now, the UC Irvine has given me a, an incredible uh, opportunity to really explore all my passions in, in an amazing variety of ways. So I, 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 I just there's just so much to. That I want to do and so much interesting so many interesting people to meet like yourself um, that you know each day enriches me more and more from these type of experiences
0: if you're just tuning in we're speaking with Ivan Williams and um, so here's a question for you when you switch gears you switch careers do, was there ever a moment of self-doubt or people saying what are you doing you don't know anything about film or you know what are you thinking or did you, did you experience that? And if you did, how did you break through that and just focus on your goal?
1: Well, you know, um, I, my, over, the, over the entire arc of my uh, career, professional career, even going back to college, I was always trying different things, whether it be student government activity involvement, while it an engineering student. I, I just unfortunately have too many different interests, in it, and it just I, I'm like a vacuum cleaner of knowledge. I have to get involved. So what I did is when my wife said to me, what do you know about the film industry? I said, I, I enjoy going to movies, but what I do know how to do is I know how to lead companies and create new business opportunities. And when you're working for a BP, you get tons of opportunities to, to do that. So so what I did is applied my acumen, the engineering rigor, the business Skills to this other industry called the filmmaking industry. Yes, but the piece that was scary was, you know, obviously not coming from the creative world, the arts world, of how will I be received. But my my on ramp was through the executive producer kind of role, which is very strongly business focused and less less on the creative development. Mm-hmm. So that ended up leading me to now being a producer actually doing the creative work great. through about seven years of getting that experience and finding mentors people who took me under their wing and 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 they're willing to guide me along that journey and ended up having I guess maybe a little bit of a knack to do that so yes. that's to me exciting and not scary it was just exciting and and yeah not everything's going to be success but you don't you never know until you try and you just keep keep chipping away at it and that's what I've been doing.
0: I think it's really important when you mention mentors to bounce your ideas off of people that can mentor you because sometimes you might not have the confidence with your idea but it's a great idea and that mentor can help shape it.
1: It, it, Exactly so to me particularly in this industry that you and I are involved is it is all about those relationships and people you can trust and people who you can collaborate and develop something bigger by working as a team versus an, as an individual. Right. So that, that, that's been, you know, my, to get over those unknown areas I had no experience with, is those are the, the savior points, I call it, and that they've allowed me to uh, grow and, and be successful in, in the film and entertainment industry.
0: So what advice would you give somebody just starting out right here at UCI?
1: Well, first of all, is, is I think, as I've kind of talked about, is explore and try different areas that are non-traditional. Um, you know, you, whether you be a you be an enge- you're an engineering student or an economics student, take those classes first of all and try it in the arts. In fact, uh, my my good friend uh, Tim Kashani, he was an ICS student. He took a ballet class, and that actually triggered him to end up becoming at some point in life now a three-time Tony Award-winning producer. So it, that wow. inspi- those different classes kind of inspire you to try different things in life. So, so sample a broad array of classes within your electives and you know, get involved in uh, student groups like FADA that are interested in filmmaking, but deaf- they're not directly tied to the Claire School of the Arts. They're just a group of people who are passionate about making the moving image. The other piece is, you know, really be open to people and not go into conversations such as you know everything. Sometimes young people tend to be a little too ambitious and think they don't want to listen to older or wiser or more experienced people right. because they go, the world was different back in the day. Yes. And you go, well, not really. <laughs> it, <laughs> there may be different technologies employed to perform the film business or television, but... There's still elements of acting, theater, drama, and uh, the creative forces. It's, it isn't all just about how to use the technology. They're still about how do you create the story, and story development hasn't changed much over years. So, You're
0: right, <laughs> yes. Here's one I just thought of: do things that make you uncomfortable and scare you, like you, you know, whether it's public exactly. speaking or improv. I remember taking my first voiceover class in Boston and being so nervous. And it turned out to be the most fun, and just triggered me to do more.
1: Exactly, you're exactly right. In fact, that on the movie Kim swims. That if you go to the website, that's what it talks about. When you're when you're kind of fearful, that's when you really really can push yourself <laughs> and gain the most.
0: <laughs> I don't know. You put me in that water with a bunch of sharks. I'd <laughs> be swimming so fast. I guess.
1: That's- For different people, there are thresholds for different things. (laughs) That's
0: crazy. So where can people find out more about you?
1: I'm sorry? What was that? Where
0: can people find out more about you?
1: Well, there's a website for the company I'm I'm working for called Scenario Entertainment. Uh, You go on the web and look up our bio. It's a story development company for film, television, and theater. Um, And uh, IMDB has my... uh, my filmography, and uh, in fact, I just realized I get updated with the, the projects I keep getting on, involved with. Each, each, each month, a new project comes up on the slate. So. That's
0: great. It's a so, nice problem to have.
1: <laughs> yeah, and they can go to the UC Irvine Foundation website, to see the trustees, and see all the great things the trustees and the foundation are up to, and, and even more as, as UC Irvine's uh, film and museum initiative get uh, fully underway.
0: Fantastic! I want to thank you so much for calling into the show. I always love having you on. Thanks, Ivan.
1: Well, thanks, Janine. It's always a pleasure, and I definitely hope I can get the funk out of somebody's day.
0: Excellent. Thanks so much. Have a great one.
1: (laughs) All right. Take care. Bye-bye.
0: That was Ivan Williams. He's a filmmaker and chairman of the Dean's Arts Council of UCI, Claire Trevor School of the Arts. All his info is up on my show blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. And if you missed any part of this conversation, it will be up on the show blog within an hour or so after I wrap. We'll take a little break, and then I'm going to be speaking with director Michael Grodner, and we're going to talk about his film, The Icarus Line Must Die. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.